Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hi there. Thanks for tuning into Crime Fighters on the Trail of the Poachers. Last time, we heard that poaching is a big issue in the little African town of Bovu. Detective Carl from the anti-poaching department is searching for the boss of a poaching network, the mysterious Mr. G. Meanwhile, Carl's colleague, Detective Allen, is investigating a murder. The young veterinarian, Patrick, has been stabbed and his widow, Lucy, is the prime suspect. But there are also some other leads for Alan to follow. Join us for this third episode, Burning Ivory, where he speaks to Patrick's sister, Mona. These two know each other from way back. Hello, Alan. Hi, Mona. How are you today? How do you think I am, Alan? I've just buried my brother. Are you still sitting at home and brooding? <laughs> He's dead, Alan. My brother is dead. Listen, Mona. Yes, your brother is gone, and I'm really sorry for your loss. But no amount of weeping is going to bring him back. I'm doing my best to find the killer, and I will catch him or her. I promise. In the meantime, you have to start living your life again. Easy for you to say. Look, you can't lock yourself up forever. Please just get out of the house for a bit. Go for a walk or something. I'll call again soon. Hmm? Bye, Mona. Maybe he's right. I don't even know what's been going on in the world these past few days. I guess I'll watch some TV. A rotting pile of slaughtered elephants and rhinos was discovered today in the jungle outside Bovu. Mm? It looks as if the animals were killed earlier this week by poachers who removed the tusks and horns. Local wildlife protection activist Dr. Susan Galana has reacted strongly to the news. She blamed the government for failing to pass tougher legislation to act as a deterrent and ensure poachers are punished to the fullest extent of the law. Fewer tourists have been coming to the region in recent years, which has been attributed to the rapidly shrinking wildlife population. The government has promised to leave no stone unturned in the hunt for illegal poachers. The head of the gang is said to go by the name of Mr. G. His real identity is unknown. In other news, students from the university held... No wonder our hotel is almost empty. Meanwhile, in Bovu town, there's more talk about elephants and poaching. It's World Elephant Day, and to commemorate it, hundreds of ivory tusks are being set ablaze. Not as many people here this year, huh? No. Hi, I'm Carl. Musa. And so, in that spirit, we want to thank all of you for coming together here for this annual ceremony. When we join the rest of the world in celebrating World Elephant Day. To commemorate this day, we ban illegal ivory that has been impounded by the police. And here, to help us light the symbolic fire is none other than the veteran wildlife conservationist, Dr. Susan Galana. 
hypocrites. Sorry, Musa. Uh, what did you say? Uh, what a shame. I know, right? Such a shame. I mean, so many elephants have died. Look at that mountain of tusks. It's so wrong. It is. So what got you interested in this, Musa? I'm a wildlife photographer. Really? That's interesting. I'm a cop. I work for the anti-poaching department. So I guess we're both into protecting animals, right? I guess. Huh. So tell me, uh, what's your job like? Have you ever encountered poachers in the forest? Uh, sorry, I have to get this. Ah, sure. Hello? Yes? Yes? Uh, yes, okay, Betty. I'm on my way. Uh, sorry, I have to go. Uh, that was my girlfriend. I haven't seen her for a while. Uh, bye. Uh, hey, Musa, maybe we could work together. Yeah, your number? Your num. Oh, well. I don't in a hurry. Carl mixes with the crowd at the commemoration, keeping an eye out for clues. Musa rushes home to an empty flat. Where's his girlfriend, Betty? Two forty-five a.m. <gasps> Congratulations, Betty! You finally made it home. Oh, Musa, you scared me. What are you doing sitting in the dark? I've been sitting here for the last three hours, waiting for you. I mean, you call and ask me to come home, and then you're not even here. Is this the time you usually come home when I'm away, Betty? <laughs> of course not. I met some friends. I just didn't realize it was getting so late. Don't lie to me. I know some nights you don't sleep here at all. Are you cheating on me? Of course not. How can you even say that, Musa? I mean, you go wandering off in the forest for days on end with your camera, while I sit at home and wait for you, and then you accuse me of cheating. Stop it, huh? Betty. Just stop your lies. Everybody's talking about you. How you never in this house? You're always coming home late at night, drunk. Everybody? Who is everybody? Everybody. The neighbors, all right? You know what, Musa? I can't listen to this anymore. Where, where are you going? Don't you walk away from me, Betty. Come back here. You come back here right now. Betty ignores her boyfriend and just walks away. The next morning, the investigation into Patrick's murder continues. Detective Allen decides to pay a visit to the forensics expert, Sam. Hi, Sam. Detective Allen, what are you doing here? You officers hate coming down to the lab. <laughs> what can I say? I call it an occupation hazard. Can't live with it. And live without it. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so, what's the progress? Have you found anything else about the murder of Patrick Igunza? Yes. In fact, I was just about to call you. We found a letter on the victim's computer that may be of interest to you. It appears to be a blackmail letter sent to a Mr. G. Mr. G? But nobody knows who he is. The letter is not signed, of course. It's dated the 14th. The day before the murder. And what does it say? It mentions a video that could, what, reveal to the world the kind of person you really are. This is very interesting, Sam. Uh, can I see the letter? Sure. I made a printout. Here you are. 
Huh. If you don't want me to reveal your identity to the world, you'll have to buy my silence. Blah, blah, blah. Bring the money to the house on the corner of... That's Patrick's and Lucy's house. Could Patrick have been a blackmailer? Is that why he was killed? Well, Detective Allen, that's up to you to find out. Yeah. Have you had a chance to look at Patrick's phone records? Ah, yes. That's another thing. We found some messages that indicate that the victim was having an extramarital relationship. According to the phone company, the messages were sent to a cell phone registered to one Betty Karangi. Hmm. So Patrick really was having an affair. Do you know the address of this Betty? Yes. The cell phone company was kind enough to give it to us. Here it is. Uh, good. Uh, we seem to be making some headway. Thanks, Sam. Please call me if you find anything else. Of course. And don't worry, detective. I'll be sure to bring it upstairs so you don't have to come all the way down to the lab. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Sam, Sam, Sam. <laughs> And with that, we reach the end of this third episode of On the Trail of the Poachers. That's a lot of new questions and new lines of inquiry. Be sure to tune in next time. And if you want to listen to this episode again, just click on dw.com slash crimefighters. Or you can visit our Facebook page and send us a comment. Bye for now.